Hey, this is the first Sunday. No, this is the second Sunday in Advent. Last week, we lit from our Christ candle, the candle of joy, of uh, what do you call that? Hope. Hope. Hope springs eternal, streaming the way toward our faith and our assurance of things hoped for, our conviction of that which is not yet seen. And this week, you probably couldn't guess it, but it's peace. <laughs> and uh, I light the candle of peace. Knowing that peace is a natural quality within us, a natural God quality, and we experience it by way of our willingness. So we get in touch with our divine mind faculty of will as we say yes from our faculty of faith, will says yes. I am willing to experience peace today, and I know that peace begins within me. So it is. Peace. Peace. Now, the Advent, the Advent is, is about the coming forth, the coming forth, the awakening of the Christ within, and Christ being the Son of God. And I always like to explain this for anyone who still gets confused. Christ is not Jesus. Jesus may have demonstrated the Christ. Jesus may have been in touch with his Christ nature, even though he did not know that word. And, uh, but... Christ is the Son of God. Christ is God in activity, in action. That's what Christ is. And, and so to become aware of that, oh, Christ is God in action. See, God is source. God is supply. And as far as God giving us stuff, uh, God has already given everything that uh, God can give because God has already given everything. And so there would be no point in praying to God for peace. There would be no point to that. What that really is is an affirmation of the absence of peace. One needs to be aware that when one is uh, praying for something, you're actually expressing your willingness to experience it and to give it to yourself. And so many of us don't really realize we can give ourselves peace. We can give ourselves love. We can give ourselves joy. We can give ourselves everything because everything has already been given. Yeah, say to pray for a new car so that I can experience peace, that will not happen. Once I give myself peace, all sorts of things can take place in my world as I look around me. You see, the, the end of war will not give me peace. But peace may very well bring about the end of war. And, and, and so it's, it's like everything is backwards in, in truth. Everything is back a little bit backwards in spirit. It, uh, I used to think that if I got a lot of stuff... I could have serenity. I've told you many times, somebody in a room many years ago said, God has better things in store for you than anything you could imagine, and I could imagine some pretty wild things. And then, uh, but I couldn't imagine serenity. I couldn't imagine peace. And one day, as I kept working on healing my, my mind, uh, I discovered that, oh, oh, serenity, peace, that's 
made room for a lot of stuff in my life. And then I, uh, I've had to work diligently ever since not to confuse the stuff with the source. Not to fuse, confuse the stuff that suddenly stuff is my source and because it, it isn't. And so to, to look at life uh, differently than I used to, you know, oh, I mean, how many people, I don't care who you voted for, thought that if your candidate won, you could have peace. And, and it's not true. It just isn't true. Uh, it's the other way around. Our peace will bring about peace. Our acceptance of peace will manifest more peace. It won't be about a person outside of us that uh, gives us peace. It's not about a God outside of us that gives us peace. Peace is an inner knowing. It is an inner assurance of my good. And it's also my assurance of your good. It's why I don't have to worry for either one of us. I don't have to sit and grip for either of a, either one of us. Now, I want to be clear here, it doesn't mean I won't sit and grip for one or the other of us, but I don't have to. And sometimes, you know, people will come to me and, and, that, and uh, it might seem that I'm not worried enough for them. And I'll say, I don't have to worry. Uh, love is in charge. Intelligence is in charge. Would you join me in us calling forth? divine intelligence, divine love. Would you join me? And often people will, yes, but. And, they, and, and it still is a misperception that if they just fix the outside, the inside will be fixed. And it's not true. And it's why our doors, thank you, stay open. It's why we still come here every Sunday. It's why I write two newsletters a week now. It's why I'm here most days of the week. It's rare since, since March that I haven't had a day in this office. And I'm not complaining. I'm grateful for it. it. It is a great honor to get to serve in the way that I serve. But it is all so that we can continually get correct perception. So, and, and then once we get it, to learn how to maintain it. It's why we do our writing class with spirit. It's why David does his thought exchange class. It's why Teresa does the classes that she does. It, it, so that we can give ourselves peace. So that we don't confuse life and the life we're living with what is true. So that we don't confuse the grocery store, the Walmart, that we don't confuse the streets we, we drive and walk upon. So that we don't confuse those things with reality. How often I've heard, well, Sean, all this is nice, but what about the real world? And it's like, this is the real world. Get on board with it. And, and that could throw us for a loop for a minute. And I was like, oh, of course this is the real world. Of course the spirit, spirit life is the real life. And the, uh, the rest is just temporary stuff based on temporary thinking. And, and it's, it's daunting for a while until you start getting used to realizing, oh, and it can seem that people are un people in the spirit, spirit living a spiritual life are unfeeling or disconnected when often they just know 
they just know that uh, so much of the stuff we're, we're thinking and playing with, it isn't true, so there's no cause for concern. And a lot of people, a lot of spiritual practitioners I know, they will not get involved in the drama. They just will not get involved in everybody's drama, no matter how hard we try to bring it to them. Now, I've had teachers who I've gone to, and, I, and I'm very careful when I go to some of mine, because I've heard stories uh, from other friends who have gone to some of these teachers, and they were not happy with the response that they got and from some of these teachers. And, uh, and so I do not go whining to my spiritual teachers. I go whining to some of my friends who will say poor thing. But when I, don't, when I know I can't afford to be thought of as poor thing, I don't go to those other teachers for that. I go to them to say, what is it I need to think? I need help in my thinking. I need help in this. Because I do not need a sarcastic, oh, you poor thing. I do not need things like that, uh, you know, where it seems like they're unsympathetic, and they're not unsympathetic at all. They're just holding me to the truth of my being, capital T truth of my being, and they're not going to buy in because they love me, and they love me so much that they are actually at risk of forgetting the truth because they see me hurting, and they don't want to see me hurting, and, uh, but they're not going to take on my pain as their pain unless they're not paying attention and so it's not about blowing people off but it is it's about paying attention and then asking would you really like to know the truth about this or you just want to make your misery more manageable today let me know what you want so i know whether or not i'm the one to help you today and i've used my friends like this and i have been a friend to people like this, and I'm learning more and more how to see someone's pain, but not to own it. Because peace is the reality here. Joy is the reality here. Love is the reality here. Wisdom and intelligence and power is the reality here. And so to begin to look at life, to turn it upside down, turn everything you think and put it upside down and see if it anything is revealed. See if anything says, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Hmm, son of a gun. And, and so to, to begin to look at things like that, where is my mic stand? Excuse me one second. I did get, oh. <laughs> I think he just hit the camera. Da, 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 da. I, I, otherwise, I, it's gonna be hard to hold on to the mic. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> he is the best. I'm so grateful. So I want to read something to us all here. And let's see how we all benefit from it. As you know, I'm a big fan of the concept of Holy Spirit. and uh, Or the Comforter. I, I, when I first read in the Bible about, I will send you a Comforter, Jesus said. And I like that concept. And then, what that, and then it took me a while to understand what it meant. But I thought, what is the Comforter? The Comforter, oh... It is the voice of truth and wisdom that doesn't scold me, that isn't mad at me. Because sometimes you read the Bible, it feels like somebody's yelling at you, doesn't it? And, and so the voice of spirits, I never feel is yelling at me or shaming me or telling me I should already know that. Because I, I know I forget. 
And it's, I'm not going to affirm that, but I've witnessed it a lot of times. And, and so, to look at this, first of all, from John chapter 14. One friend of mine, he says, oh, no, I just tune out when you're reading. Listen, Richard, this is very important. Within you, there is a voice that speaks of truth. This voice is the comforter because it speaks of what you are. Do you understand that? It speaks of what you are because so often, if you'll pay attention, we speak of what we aren't. We speak way a lot about what we aren't, of what we aren't. We speak of what God isn't. We speak of what life isn't. And we need the comforter that speaks of what we are. We need to be reminded of what we are. So you are comforted by this voice because you recognize the truth that it speaks and you desire to know that truth again. This is the call of your heart, to know itself within its reality and to let go of what it is not, that it may know only that which it is. And I like this next part. Any belief in separateness is a denial of the truth. But a denial of the truth does not change the truth of which you are. And so to realize, oh, just because I gripe and complain and say all sorts of I misuse my I am power, it doesn't make it true. Now, I may live in a certain amount of misery because I keep saying that stuff. But still, I have not changed the truth one bit with my misperceptions. I do not change the truth of what is with false statements. I do not change the truth of what is about myself or about you. I don't change what God is, even if I uh, misconstrue God. I don't change truth by telling lies. Truth is still going to be true. And I'm grateful for that. So now this comes from Thessalonians, First, First Thessalonians chapter 2, and it says, your viewpoint is everything. The way you look at the world determines the world you see. Therefore, it is time to look carefully at the world you see. Peace is the guiding light that you must follow. As you learn to look within the mind, for it is peace that leads you to recognition of truth. And it is lack of peace that reminds you that you are not following your way. Chapter 3 says, lack of peace in any measure is an opportunity to be healed. Do not, to look at the intrusion and to focus on it as a failure is to continue to hold on to error. Do not judge your own lack of peace. Rejoice that the Holy Spirit has brought you to another moment of peace, or of healing, excuse me. Now, chapter 5 says, let me talk to you about your fear. For fear may be the greatest hindrance to love. Fear, when given power by you, seems to have the power to keep you from me, which is to keep you forgetful of the law of love. The law of love is connection at the most fundamental level of being. The law of love says that all that is, is as it is, because that is all it can truly be. Anything else is illusion. And fear maintains illusion. Oh, no, excuse me. Fear maintains that illusion is true. And uh, separation is the basic law of life, which is why all life must end in death. So you see, 
when we affirm that money is the source of our prosperity, when we affirm that uh, the ending of war is our source of peace, when we affirm that if you would just change, I could be happy. If you were different, I could be happy. When we affirm that, we're expressing our fear and we're forgetting that we are loved. Today, how are we going to claim our peace? How are we going to claim that we are loved no matter what it looks like? How are we going to claim all that is? How will we give ourselves peace? How will we offer peace to each other, as Kenneth just sang? You know, that voice, that voice that Kenneth actually sang from is the voice of spirit. Peace, I'll give you peace. And all I have to do is give over my fears to the voice of the comforter. All I have to do is give over my illusions to the voice of the comforter. All I have to do is give over what's not true to the voice of truth. And I will be given back the voice of truth. I will be given back love. I will be given back joy. And then all I have to do is receive it, receive it, receive it. So you see, I'm actually giving it to myself by saying yes, yes, yes. Yes to what is and no to what isn't. So that your yeses be yes and your noes be no. Peace. I give myself peace. Peace, I give you peace. So it really does come down to let there be peace in earth and let it begin with me. Thank you.